Good morning. Welcome to Tuesday's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here. Great to be with you. Nora loves Anton. Anton loves Nora. But what happens when loving one person isn't enough? Click, a sparkling new comedy about love, hurt and polyamory is coming to stages in Louth and Mead this week as the newly formed North East Network of Arts Centres announced their first project. I'm going to catch a word with director of the play Ronan Leddy, uh, sorry, Ronan Leahy, plus Paul Hayes, director of Anton Arts Centre, gives us the lowdown of this new network of arts centres. A new series begins on the show as Dr Sarah Kelly brings us episode one of the Natural Health Revolution podcast, plus... Exclusive interviews with the cast of Pam and Tommy. New series coming to Disney Plus. That's all on the way. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See gilmores.ie. LMFM. Arrhythmics kicking us off this morning. Sweet dreams. Good morning. You are listening to 11 to 1 on LMFM Radio. Sinead Brazel here with you. You can get in touch with me about anything on 086 1800 658 on WhatsApp and text. I love to hear from you about anything at all that might be on your mind today. It is officially the first day of spring, which is great. We can, you know, throw off the sort of dreariness of January and embrace and welcome February because uh, I, I, yeah, I just, for some reason, I don't know why, but like a lot of people, I do find January a bit of a doldrums of a month and a bit of a, you know, just get through it, you know. And then 1st of February comes and I'm like a little bit more hopeful, a little bit more energised. Spring is happening, you know, so I'm a little bit sort of, I don't know, energised, happier. You know, things are things are moving along in the world. Growth is coming back and it's nice. And I know the weather is a little bit still iffy, you know, in springtime in February. But, you know, you just kind of have that sort of hopefulness, don't you? Because it's kind of things are the, the, the thaw is coming and the growth is happening and all of that. So, um, yes, first of spring. Also, St. Bridget's Day today. And for many of us, it probably just means, you know, some simply turning the calendar to, to February. But... Uh, St. Bridget's Day is going to be a new public holiday next year and hopefully there'll be a renewed interest in this festival and you know we were chatting about this with Blonid Mikiofik on Friday's show or sorry yeah Thursday's show uh, she was promoting Nationwide which is a great feature on Nationwide on Friday all about St. Bridget and uh, we're hoping that it will kind of renew interest in, in this sort of uh, feast day next year but um, I did it did catch me caught, uh, catch my attention this morning I was on perusing on the web as normal and I found the a really cool article on ancient traditions so things that we used to do in on St. Bridget's Day and I don't know if some of these might be revived next year some of them I would be all for uh, there's a thing or group called the Biddy Boy Procession so on St. Bridget's Day the Biddy Boy procession occurred in some parts of Ireland. So the Biddies were uh, dressed in straw costumes and played music going from house to house, collecting food or money. And it was considered unlucky to refuse them a donation. They carried a small straw doll clad in white known as Bridog, which was essentially the, I suppose, symbol of the Saint of St. Bridget. And in the RT archives, this is from back in, I think it's 2015, uh, but there's a news report uh, from they were reporting from County Kerry and there's Billy Boys in Kiloglibnish, I think it is, in County Kerry. And this still goes on. And I'm all for the Biddy Boys going around the place singing music and song. Here's a little taster of that. An ancient tradition survives. The people of Kilgobnet call this the Biddy. Biddy, welcome. Order my Biddy, 
first stop is at the Sullivan Cottage. A warm welcome from brothers Jeremiah and David. Well, this tradition is thousands of years old. St. Bridget uh, was born around 453 and she was named for Bridget, the goddess of fire. And the ancient Celts um, celebrated uh, Biddy's Day. St. Bridget, we have crosses to represent her. She's fairly well done up and everyone to be trying to grab her. (laughs) (laughs) They look like they have a great crack. They really do. They're like singing, dancing, Kayleigh's happening in the house. I would be all for that. Imagine this group of Billy Boys. Well, they're called Billy Boys, but it's anyone that can join in with them. And they just travel around from house to house on on St. Bridget's Day Eve, let's say, and just have the crack in the house. I'd be all for that. I'd be all for that now next year for St. Bridget's Day. Uh, Some other things that uh, they used to do as well, of course, um, food offerings were left out on the January the 31st. Uh, for St. Bridget's uh, also you know there was kind of a festive supper in the house fresh rushes were spread on the floor as well which was a sign of welcome and the door was left unlatched to allow Bridget to enter something we don't recommend now and of course the St. Bridget's crosses which I know an awful lot of schools do and an awful lot of community groups are still making St. Bridget's crosses which is fantastic and I think we had I think it was a lady in Brookville I think it was Anne was it in Brookville who had sent me her 30 year old St. Bridget's Cross that she had on the wall that the kids made and it was still looking strong and sturdy as ever. Fantastic. So these traditions, I welcome them. I think it's a great idea and I think that St. Bridget should be celebrated. So hopefully next year, I'm all for the biddy boy procession <laughs> happening around the northeast next year for St. Bridget's uh, Festival. Now, lots to get through on the programme today, including... This is very interesting. The North East Network of Theatres. So, as you know, we featured the, the, the group of theatres, I suppose, individually on the show over the years. But we have Drihid Arts Centre here in Drogheda. We have Anthon Arts Centre in Dundalk. And we have Solstice Arts Centre in Navan. Sort of the three main uh, theatres around this neck of the woods. And they have joined together uh, and they're calling themselves the North East Network of Theatres. And they're going to be producing and developing and supporting new and emerging artists and existing artists with their work. And they have an exciting new play it's called Click that is going to be performed in each of these locations over the next uh, couple of days so we're going to be finding out more about that very very shortly but first back to the music talking about today Rihanna and she has announced her pregnancy yesterday afternoon I saw the images and oh it's fantastic news she is um, in a relationship with ASAP Rocky he's a rapper and she has been friends with him for years but I think they started dating back in 2020 and um, very much loved up and they have announced that they're going to be parents and they had they did it kind of I suppose like most of these celebrity things they were just out in New York City and um, Rihanna shows off her baby bump in a long kind of pink jacket and they took the photographs um, in Harlem where ASAP Rocky grew up and it's just very much like there we are there's me pregnant stomach that's great it's great stuff uh, so there she that's her she's in the news today now um we're going to be talking about this topic in the next uh, couple of minutes with our first guests and it's something that's still a bit of a taboo topic polyamory What's polyamory all about? Well, I'm going to explain it. Now, for most of us, we, when it comes to finding the one or romance, we've kind of gone the traditional, let's say, route where, you know, you date for a little while, you find somebody that you really connect with, you fall in love, you get married, you live happily ever after or whatever it is, right? These days, things are not so sort of 
straight cut, I suppose. Uh, polyamory. So what is this, right? Uh, this involves having romantic relationships with multiple people. So in truth, it's a relationship style that does work for many people. Uh, but with all relationships, communication and respect is key to making it work. So polyamory works for some people, while the rest of us would prefer monogamy. So um, this idea of, uh, you know, multiple kind of relationships ongoing at one time, it's really different, isn't it? You know, it's hard to kind of get our heads around. And this is going to be part of um, the discussion with our first guests, because this is a really exciting play. It's called Click and it's a comedy. It's about love, heart and polyamory and what happens if one person in the couple, let's say, falls in love with somebody else but still in love with the, the other person. So it's kind of all about this and it's going to really sort of, I suppose, challenge us as well in our views in terms of, you know, because most of us would be kind of on the same uh, vein of kind of a monogamous relationship and you're with one person and that's it. And uh, polyamory seems just really strange and different and it seems still quite taboo today uh, however the practice of this um, uh, is is you know the, the attitudes are changing and this is very much something that is happening in terms of uh, the, the, the general population so a third of millennials surveyed in a 2020 YouGov poll said that their ideal relationship was non monogamous to some degree. So that's up from one fifth of US adults under 30 who were open to a a polyamorous relationship in 2016. So it is becoming more talked about and definitely practised a lot more. So, you know, for people that might think, oh God, that's really unusual. It's not apparently. So a third of millennials saying that their ideal relationship was non-monogamous to some degree. Very interesting. So polyamory, all about it. We're going to be talking all about this and this new play. Click with uh, the director, Ronan Leahy. He's going to be joining us. And we're also going to find out more about the Northeast network of theatres that have come together, which I think is a fantastic idea. So Paul Hayes is going to talk us through all of that very, very shortly. But there's the script with Rain... Now, Nora loves Antoine. Antoine loves Nora. But what happens when loving one person isn't enough? Click, a sparkling new comedy about love, hurt and polyamory is coming to the stages in Louth and Mead this week as the newly formed Northeast Network of Arts Centres announced their first project. So this new network includes Solstice Arts Centre in Navan, Drihid Arts Centre in Drogheda and Anton Arts Centre in Dundalk. And they are presenting a rehearsed reading of this show, Click, which is in its work in progress stage. And I'm delighted to be joined by the director of Click Ronan Leahy and also Paul Hayes Director of Anton Art Centre who's part of this new North and East Network of Art Centres How are you both doing? Very well, thank you Great to have you Now we're going to chat to Paul first of all Ronan if you just hang on the line there for us because uh, before we discuss this new play, uh, play Click I am loving the idea that three of the biggest art centres in this area have come together to form this network Tell me where did this idea come from? The polyamorous relationship in its own, isn't it? <laughs> It is. I'm, it I'm is. With two other uh, art <laughs> um, I just made that up on the spot. I, I love that. that. I love um, that. So it happened a couple of years ago at a theatre forum. Uh, a theatre forum is kind of a, a place where we all go away and talk together. And we just thought it uh, informally we were together all the time. Some shows come to both of the three, all three venues. Um, so yeah, we just we uh, the three directors got together and came up with some kind of vision and objectives which would be to support the lives of professional artists in our region that's loud and me um, to try to strengthen creative collaborations in this northeast region uh, develop the audience in this region um, produce new work that's what we're doing here with Ronan 
in this region and, and commission uh, uh, work in this region. It's kind of it is the idea behind it. That's fantastic. So you're you're supporting new emerging artists' work through this as well. And I know some this is something that you've done individually for for many years. So the benefits for you guys as directors of the centres as well as artists here, uh, you know, is going to be huge. Uh, the, the fact that you're operating this way. Yeah, and I mean, it's not, it's it's emerging artists, also established mm. artists. I don't think Ronan would describe himself as emerging. No, no, he's very much established. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's you know, we all kind of have a development of uh, local artists at the core of what mm. we do. So it's just about sharing that information with each other and trying to... Uh, Collectively, we're stronger than individually in terms of uh, funding applications and whatnot to try to get some work uh, specifically coming out of the northeast region. Fantastic. And, you know, bringing in this very first artist that is going to be part of this new network, uh, we have Ronan Leahy on the line. Ronan, absolutely not an emerging artist. How dare we even suggest that you could be like uh, such a uh, a staple of theatre at this stage, uh, you know. Uh, great to have you on 11 to 1, but it must be exciting for you to be one of the first artists under this brand new Northeast Network of Art Centres. Absolutely. It's brilliant. It's it's brilliant to be able to make work outside of Dublin where I've been working for the last 30 years and so I've moved back into literally my family home uh, so it's important to me to give something back to where I'm from so I'm very keen to make work closer to home and that's why I approached the three art centres a number of years ago and we met at that conference and uh, yeah so it's great it's, it's, it's a great thing and you know this uh, uh, new play I mean love hurt po- polyamory quite the tagline for uh, the new work click and quite quite the play to start off with as well for this new network tell me more about this amazing show that's coming uh, well it was something that I'd been looking for something that I thought would play well in the three venues and in the region and the young writer Aidan Moriarty uh, approached me with it and I thought this actually is the one uh, so it's a new play uh, that we're developing specifically for the venues and as you say it's about love, sex and polyamory uh, it's got three characters, there's a young couple Nora and Antoine and there's a third character Lester and Antoine and Nora have been together since college and we meet them at the start of the play on the day they're moving into their new home together which they bought uh, and as they're unpacking the pots and pans, Nora comes out as polyamorous Ooh. to Antoine. So Bombshell, Nora. In a serial comic way, uh, it's very funny. Aidan has a great capacity for, for dialogue. Uh, so it's how they negotiate that in, in their relationship. There's one key line in the play to me, which I think is like a seed of the play. And it's where Nora says in that first scene to Antoine, uh, you're not responsible for my happiness, just like I'm not responsible for yours. Uh, which I find quite challenging when yes. I think about it in my own relationship yes. and I'm sure other people will as well. So it deals with that really. Yeah, because, you know, this uh, polyamory is still kind of a taboo thing. You know, even though I was talking about this earlier on, it is something that is practised and people are in these relationships and it is kind of, you know, out there. But it's still seen as this big taboo. We can't wrap our heads around it, uh, Ronan at all. And uh, I mean, I, I think it's really interesting that you wanted to explore this. So I imagine the audience's own misconceptions and ideas about romance romance and relationships are going to be very much challenged throughout all of this. 
I think very much so. It was something that I was vaguely aware of, but had never had any reason to read or research or or practice. Uh, but but in in the research for the play, I made contact with uh, Polyamory Ireland, which is uh, it's a Facebook group of uh, I think over twelve hundred members. So the administrators of that made themselves available as consultants to us on the production. So each new draft that Aidan goes through, uh, Aidan has allowed me to pass on uh, to the administrators, and they have given their feedback on that. So in terms of the lifestyle and the accuracy of it being portrayed. Uh, it's in no way, you know, taking the Mickey out of mm. anybody. This is this is to show people there are other choices in relationships that oh. they may not be aware of. Absolutely, yeah. and you know, it's interesting as well that it's Nora that is the centre of of this. That she is the one that's instigating this, uh, uh, or she's landing the bombshell, I suppose, on on Antoine. Because normally, and again, this is my own misconceptions and maybe prejudgment of things. Immediately, you think, well, it's going to be Antoine. That's the one, you know, because we have this idea of of, oh, well, you know, polyamory, that just means that they can't commit. Isn't that what we have? And it's like, you know, you're, you're holding a mirror up to our, ourselves with this. That's it, very much so. And I think Aidan is exploring in the play that kind of patriarchal society that we live in. So, mm. Nora, there's a Zoom call in the play where Nora talks to her, her, her father and her father's new partner. Uh, and his reaction to it, and indeed Antoine's reaction to it, it's it's a kind of a limited uh, ability to understand where she's coming from with it. Even the idea of it to them isn't computing it's just she's acting like a bit of a slut in yes. their mind rather than as a lifestyle choice as something that she wants to explore as a woman. Yes, because this is another thing as well. You know, people think it's all about sex and, you know, it's all about sort of, uh, as you say, going out and just being with anybody and that's not it at all. There's so many misconceptions around this, but I think that it's fantastic that you guys are exploring this in the centre of this work. And, you know, what I love as well about this is it's a work in progress stage and I love going to shows when they're in development stages because as an audience member, you kind of feel like you're part of the creative process. It's a great way to see your work before kind of the bells and whistles and everything else are put on honest. Absolutely and it would be really really helpful for us so at the end of the performance we're going to hand out just a short survey of like four or five questions to the audience so that they can feed back in which will be invaluable to Aidan as he goes forward to you know the, the, the final draft essentially so it's brilliant for us to be able to kind of do that with the audience so it's 90 minutes straight through uh so it's quite a unique kind of situation because what people say on the comment section could indeed affect the the, the end result of I the love play. That. I love that. I really do. And uh, what do you hope then that the audience takes away from the show? Well, I think I hope they find it funny because I find it hilarious. I think they're going to find it challenging. I think they're going to yeah. find it like an emotional roller coaster. And I think that hopefully that it might just slightly change the locus of their attention in their relationships from their partner to themselves. Like, are they happy within their relationship, essentially? I think that's what I'm trying to push at, you know, not not, not to get too heavy on it. Mm. But, uh, 
just to take a look at where we are individually in terms of personal responsibility and personal happiness. And I think that line from Polonius to Laertes in Hamlet is another seed of the play for me, where he says to Laertes, as he's going off to college, to thine own self be true. Yes, of course. That rings true in this play to me as well. And we have forgotten that, Ronan. We have forgotten that, I think, as as a society. And it's so, so important to, to kind of be reminded of that. It sounds like a really, really interesting play. I've no doubt that people are going to really enjoy this. And I've no doubt that it will be developed further. Uh, Paul, just to bring you back in, just for the final word, uh, no, uh, no doubt this is the first in a long list of great productions that the network hopes to bring to our to audiences here in the future. Absolutely, yes. This is, I mean, this is a work in development, obviously, uh, which is part of what the network do, but the network will, uh, has plans to uh, fully produce works uh, going forward. Yep. Absolutely. Well, listen, guys, it's been wonderful chatting to you. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thanks, Thanks a million, Ronan Leahy there and Paul Hayes. The show will be performed second uh, of February, so tomorrow, three pm in Anton Arts Centre in Dock. Also, third of February, eight pm at Durham Arts Centre, and the fourth of February at seven thirty pm in Solstice Arts Centre. Tickets range from free to five euro. I mean, seriously, you can go along, see a great piece of theatre, work in progress, be part of the creative process for practically nothing. Uh, all details will be found on each of those. Uh, Art Centre websites as well if you need tickets and more information. 11 to 1 on LMFM with you. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building, or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 77 Temperatures out there 10 to 12 degrees. Sunset is at 5.08 pm. Sunrise is 8.10 a.m. On this day in 2004, a wardrobe malfunction. Yes, Janet Jackson's breast was exposed during the halftime show of the Super Bowl. And let's be honest, it was Justin Timberlake's fault and she got bared most of the brunt of the punishment with regards to it and apparently that incident actually um, does appear in the new documentary about her life as well and today is St Bridget's Day the Gaelic traditional festival marking the beginning of spring held on the 1st of February it lands about halfway between the winter solstice and the spring equinox LMFM Northeast Update and just on St. Bridget's, I got a message coming in from Mary on 086 658 Got my blessed St. Bridget's Cross at Fieldstown Monastery Boys Mass on Sunday. They were beautifully made by a few local ladies. I also left a cloth outside my house last night for St. Bridget to bless as she passed over the land. When I was a child, I was brought to Fahert, where Bridget was born for a cure for earache. So you see, Sinead, there's a lot of interest in St. Bridget. Yeah, I love this, you know, idea of leaving the cloth outside. And um, that was another thing as well. If you left the cloth outside, uh, what people used, they, they used to keep it with them kind of for protection. And also, wasn't it the cure as well for like a sore throat and things like that? Uh, I love all that sort of um, stories and, and, and things around St. Bridget. It's really, really nice. Thank you so much for sending that in. Um, yes, I can read out the details again of the play. Somebody's asking them here on 86 658 So it is on in Anton Art Centre tomorrow at three also um, in uh, the Drihid Arts Centre that's the third at 8pm and the fourth of February in Solstice 7.30pm and as I mentioned there tickets from free to five euro great bargain for anybody really and truly and you get to be part of the creative process which is great now news at 12 is approaching and after that a new health revolution starting at 11 to 1 more on that 
still to come on 11 to 1 an exclusive interview with Taylor Schilling who stars in Pam and Tommy it's a new series on out February 2nd on Disney Plus and speaking of new series we've won beginning on 11 to 1 as Dr Sarah Kelly brings us episode 1 of the Natural Health Revolution podcast 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See gilmores.ie. LMFM. You lie. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till 1. That's take that. Now, um, I mentioned this on last week's programme, and this is something that we are very much. I suppose it's an ongoing campaign that ourselves here in LMFM and the Irish Sun are working on and it is in response to the shocking death of Ashling Murphy in Tullamore and when you hear that a 17-year-old girl in Kilkenny uh, was attacked as well. This is in the news again today. Um, now, more than ever, we need to be hitting this message home. So um, in response to this, change is urgently needed in our attitudes towards women no longer is it acceptable for any of us to stay silent on this. So LMFM and the Irish Sun are asking everybody, men, women, young and old, to call out any situation that makes a woman feel uncomfortable, disrespected, unequal, not to mention scared, threatened or endangered. You'll have heard our ads here on LMFM, also the Irish Sun, are reporting on this all of the time uh, in the in their papers every day. Um, for more information or support, you can contact Women's Aid 24-7 on 1-800-341-900. I mean, what do I even, what do I even say? I mean, like, it's just the news about this young girl, like 17, like 17, that's one year older than my daughter, attacked you know, so soon after Ashling Murphy as well, it's just, I don't know what, what has to be done. I mean, I'm reading this out. I'm hoping people will take this on board. I'm hoping that, you know, change will happen, you know, in, in our society with regards to all of this. And it's just so disheartening. It really is so disheartening to hear that something like this is happening to such a young girl as well. It, so, so soon after the after Ashling Murphy's tragic death. And I know Ashling, uh, there's a beautiful tribute to, to her in as part of the uh, her story celebrations um, for St. Bridget's uh, Day today as well. Uh, there's a lovely illumination show that was um, that included her, uh, which was lovely, a lovely way to commemorate her and to keep her memory alive. And this is still ongoing. And I hope that we will ke- keep talking about her and all of the other women and now luckily this girl in Kilkenny got away but even saying this you know luckily she got away I mean this just shouldn't be happening it really shouldn't be happening and I'm going to keep talking about it on this show because I think it's important I think we really need to keep this in focus with people and already conversations are starting which is incredible conversations are starting and you know a lot of uh, people that I know who are close in my close circle and and, and acquaintances and and indeed within my workforce they're saying you know no longer am I going to actually sit by and watch this stuff happen I am actually going to speak up I am going to get the courage to speak up and that's amazing that is amazing because that's where it starts it starts with calling out the behaviour you know that's where it starts first and foremost Uh, so just to keep this in mind um, this is our Call This Out campaign with LMFM and the Irish Sun you can find out more details as well in the Irish Sun every single day they're reporting on different um, aspects of this as well so just to keep it in focus now time to check in with the world of celebrity 
The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people thecrownplazadundalk.ie has it all Hi, I'm Hannah Katie Price has opened up about hitting rock bottom after she was arrested for drink driving in September last year. She addressed her recent court case in the first episode of her show on Channel 4, Katie Price's Mucky Mansion. I regret getting in the car. I could have killed someone. I could have killed myself. My kids could might not have had a mum. I was rock bottom at that point. It was a wake-up call. I don't want to be in that situation again. In fact, I don't want to be in a situation where I feel that sad inside that I need to just go and do something and be destructive and hurt people around me because I don't know how to cope with it. Chris Brown has reportedly been sued for $20 million as he's accused of sexual assault. It's claimed the assault took place aboard a yacht that was docked at P. Diddy's home on Miami Beach's Star Island. Tiffany Haddish stars in new series The After Party, which is available on Apple TV Plus now. Tiffany plays a detective who has to solve a murder that takes place at a high school reunion and she tells us how much she loved working on the show. Working on The After Party was such a huge joy. I mean, we had a lot of fun, had great conversations. I learned a lot of stuff. These actors on this series, their imaginations out of this world. So it's just fun to sit back and watch. Selling Sunset star Vanessa Viela has revealed she's engaged after partner Tom Fraud got down on one knee at the Griffith Observatory in Los Angeles. She shared the moment with fans on Instagram, captioning it, two souls, one heart, I said yes. That's The Buzz, I'm Hannah. (laughs) The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk. Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art, rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. Thecrownplazadundalk.ie has it all. We'll have more celebrity news for you very shortly because we have an exclusive. I'm actually really looking forward to this show. It's Pam and Tommy and it's based on the incredible true story of Pamela Anderson played by Lily James and Tommy Lee Sebastian Stan and people will remember this in the 90s that their sex tape was released. Now a lot of people thought that the couple themselves actually released it not true at all. It was stolen from their home by a disgruntled contractor played by Seth Rogen and the video went from underground bootleg uh, to pretty much full-blown global sensation when it hit the web in 1997. So it's all about this and we caught up with Taylor Schilling. Remember her? She was in Orange is the New Black. She plays Erica in the series, uh, the character who's married to Seth Rogen's character as well, the guy who stole the sex tape. So I'll bring you the exclusive from her very, very shortly. But first, back to The Power of Love. It was a tumultuous love story, wasn't it? Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. And then, of course, when the sex tape got released, it all went down. It really did. But uh, why am I talking about this? Well, Pam and Tommy. It's based on the incredible true story of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee and the sex tape. And it's going to be coming to Disney Plus on uh, February 2nd. Uh, with um, there's new there's three uh, three episodes that's going to land tomorrow, and then the episodes will be weekly after that. We caught up with Taylor Schilling. She plays Erica in the series. I'm going to bring you that little interview just after these. Eleven to one on LMFM. Is dropping on Disney Plus tomorrow. It is Pam and Tommy about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee and the infamous sex tape. Here's a little taster of the trailer for you. Will you please state your name for the record? Please welcome Pamela Anderson! You do 
know anything at all about Mr. Lee before you met him? I knew he was the drummer for Motley Crue. Did you find him attractive? I liked his smile. I still do. We're so good together, pal. To everlasting love! We have recently come into possession of a piece of material. It's like we're seeing something we're not supposed to be seeing. Nobody's ever getting rich off a celebrity sex tape. What if we sold it someplace nobody could find us? A website. A what site? It's this thing on the computer. People will order the tape directly from us. <laughs> when you hear that, actually, it's just so funny because obviously, like we are, we are, all have internet and everything else now. But this was nineties, you know, the nineties. Uh, so we caught up with Taylor Schilling. You'll remember her from Orange Is the New Black. She played Piper in Orange Is the New Black, and she plays the character of Erica, who is the girlfriend of Seth Rogen's character. Who is he's the guy, the disgruntled contractor who basically steals the sex tape. So uh, we started off by asking asking her about her favourite scenes in the series and this is what she had to say. I sort of start to come into play. My favourite part is until, you know, episode seven for what I do. So you sort of have to like hang in there for a while to really get the full Erica Erica experience. But um, it's amazing. The show's amazing. And the, the whole thing, I mean, I, I was I was I was blushing, too, I have to say. <laughs> She's blush, blushing watching it. Absolutely, it would be. Uh, so like, what's her character all about? We got a little insight into Erica and what she's about. Well, I play the ex-wife of Rand Gauthier. I play, I play Erica Boyer. She's the ex-wife of Rand Gauthier and the guy who actually dressed up as a sheepdog and stole the sex tape <laughs> out of Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee's house. Well, took the entire safe and... and, um, and um, and and then found out well he was hoping to get some jewels but found out that he, that um there was a sex tape and the rest is sort of history there you go uh, and then yeah this now I have to say when I heard initially the casting of Lily James I was a bit like okay okay then when I saw her in full Pamela Anderson mode I was like oh, wow she looks incredible this is what Taylor has to say about the reaction to Lily as Pamela the first time I was introduced to her was we were in the I was in the hair hair chair and I thought I saw a picture of what I thought was Pam Anderson and I thought it was inspiration. I was like, oh, cool. And it was actually Lily. It was her. It was a continuity photo from the day before. It was just a continuity picture that he, he Barry had printed. And I was like, whoa, we are really in for it now. Like, what the hell? She, I mean, it's, 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 um, it's um, kind of magical. So some serious alchemy happened there between the work that she did internally and the in, like the artists that were working on her. Amazing. And she the, has the voice down and everything. Apparently she really worked with a voice coach for it as well. Pam and Tommy, it is out Disney Plus tomorrow. Our series starting at 11 to 1. It's the Natural Health Revolution podcast where Dr. Sarah Kelly will speak to an expert in all aspects of health. So episode one starts today and we're going to focus on gut health just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. 
Meet Noel. Hello. Natural Health Revolution, brought to you by Circle of Light. Put the day to bed with Triple Z, our all-natural herbal night drink to help you relax, restore and rebalance. Available at all good supermarkets, pharmacies and health food stores. Or visit us at circleoflight.ie. Welcome to the Natural Health Revolution, a weekly series that focuses on bringing science and nature together. Join me, Dr. Sarah Kelly, as I bring you top experts from the fields of science, health, nutrition and wellness to inspire you on your journey to long-term well-being. The Natural Health Revolution is sponsored by Circle of Light. Today, we are talking about all things gut health. For this, I wanted to turn to an expert on the gut and I'm delighted to be joined by Lorraine Cooney, founder of the Gut Health Clinic at the Blackrock Clinic in Dublin, where she enjoys the challenge of helping people resolve gut health issues. Hi, Lorraine. Thank you for being with us today. You're very welcome. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. So to start, what is our microbiome? So our microbiome refers to the trillions of microbes that reside in our intestines. So the GI tract is your mouth and then your esophagus down to your stomach. Then you've got your small intestine and large intestine. And the majority of these microbes reside in your large intestine. It refers to mostly bacteria, but also viruses and fungi. And for most of time until recent years, um, most doctors and scientists believed that these bacteria were probably harmful and didn't really have a role to play in health. And we now recognise that these have a huge role to play in our overall health. And what we're looking for a sign of like good gut health is diversity of microbes within one's gut. So the more diversity you have, it's a sign that you have better gut health. So how important is the gut for our immune function? Well, it's linked because people may not know this, but about 70% of your immune system is actually located along the gut lining. People don't know that. And that's part of gut health as well. And your microbes may communicate with your immune system and maybe communicate maybe this as pathogens on the way. What dietary advice can you give for people to improve their approach or improve their gut health? I think one of the most interesting parts of research that's come out recently is the ability of plant-based foods to change the diversity of bacteria and microbes that reside. Which in is the gut. key, isn't it? That's yeah, the, the key. Diversity. So we want to know how to increase our diversity. If that's the marker for gut health, how do we do that? And one of the biggest studies to date, people who have a large diversity of plant-based foods in their diet tend to have more diversity of microbes in their gut. I guess when you think about plant-based foods, many people would think it's just vegetables and fruits, but in fact, it includes all your whole grains your vegetables and fruits, your nuts, your seeds, your beans, your pulses and herbs and spices. I'll not even open up the can of worms of how do you get children to. <laughs> so I have two, three kids and they will eat maybe broccoli, maybe carrots, but anything else that they don't recognise, they really struggle with that. So I think it's nearly hiding it maybe in sauces or in hiding stews. It or maybe bringing them to the supermarket and asking them to, what would they like to try? Yeah. Actually, or yeah. maybe involving them in the cooking or what would you like to eat or would you like to try this or I don't know give stars if you try this just try this I'll give you yeah. a star <laughs> I'm starting to feel guilty you know for my kids and their per microbiome but I suppose it's you just have to find ways to expose them to more I think another thing is the fruit bowl but we can all benefit from that so if you always buy just apples and bananas. Maybe mm-hmm. you can have three or four more different fruits in your shopping trolley. And with nuts and seeds, you can get mixed nuts and mixed seeds, or you can combine them and put them on your desk or put them on your worktop. And beans and pulses, sometimes if you like your bolognese, why don't you add in some lentils into it? Mm-hmm. Or maybe try a vegetarian recipe once a week. And that's all very much achievable. But I think the key probably is just the shopping trolley. 
So have a look. What do you buy normally? And when you do a weekly shop, if you come out with a few more every week, then you're going to be increasing the, the variety. And that's the key. Yeah. That's, well, that's part of it. And Lorraine, sorry now if this is a silly question, but what exactly is it in plants that helps your gut? Um, so we have over probably up to 100 different types of fibre within all the different plant-based foods. So if you think you have trillions of microbes residing in your gut, they're hungry, they want to be fed, but they all like different foods. So the more variety of plant-based foods you have, the more likely you're going to feed all your bacteria. Um, and there's other foods as well. There's something called um, polyphenols. This can come under the bracket of um, something that's not digested by humans as well, but that our microbes love. Um, I'll give you some examples of foods that contain polyphenols, yeah. some fruits sure. like your berries and some vegetables like artichoke, red onion, spinach, black olives. Um, you've got olive oil as, as well, some nuts it's like pecans and almonds or flax seeds. And it's also in things like red wine and dark chocolate, which people may have heard of like of being beneficial for us or yes. being healthy. And yeah. that's because of the polyphenols. And as well, I suppose from my perspective, I've always been interested I know roasted coffee is often touted as having health enhancing benefits, but we now realise that so many of the health benefits are destroyed during the roasting process. And it's the unroasted green coffee bean is actually very rich in those polyphenols as well. But the key is that it's the unroasted green coffee. So it's during the roasting process that those health enhancing benefits are destroyed. Isn't that right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Another factor with diet, maybe your essential fatty acids, such as like omega-3s, which you find in oily fish or other healthy fats like you'd find in nuts and seeds like we've mentioned already, avocado and your olive oil. So those are the kind of main dietary components that we can have more of them in our diet. We're likely to have a more diverse microbiome. And speaking about feeding our microbiome, our gut bacteria, talk to me about fermented foods. But it's long been known that fermented foods are beneficial for health. But this recent trial was a little bit extreme in that it used six portions of fermented foods per day in a diet. It was just demonstrating something, I think, that by the people over this 12-week period had six portions of fermented food per day, had increased microbial diversity and decreased inflammation. So these are exactly what we're looking for within the gut. I think the more and more evidence that's coming out, the more that we can patch it all together. And it's nearly hard to keep up with all the evidence. I can imagine (laughs) it's a really exciting and interesting area to be in. Really fascinating. Yeah. Are there other things, like what else affects our gut, either negatively or positively? Well, negatively, um, most people probably make a stab at a guess of what would negatively impact the gut, but processed foods and high sugary foods, saturated fat, um, things like sweeteners, emulsifiers, really, if you think about a processed diet or a westernized diet, that has a negative effect on the gut microbiome. So it's so interesting. And even, again, you were referred for as well, like things like your activity or your exercise and stress levels, things like that as well. Can they impact our gut? There's a lot of talk about, you know, the I suppose that they're hand in hand, you know, issues with gut and maybe periods of anxiety or depression or things like that. Is there a connection? Oh, absolutely. There's something called the gut-brain axis. So this is bi-directional communication between your brain and your gut. So your gut talks to your brain, your brain talks to your gut all, all the time. And this isn't a mental health thing. This is more the millions of neurons and nerve endings that reside from your brain down to your gut. So these lifestyle factors can affect the gut-brain axis, yeah. such as stress levels, poor sleep, mm-hmm. activity probably has a role to play yeah. there as well. And it goes both ways then. 
sense. So if you have issues with your microbiome, that could impact your sleep. But also if you have poor sleep in terms of quality and quantity, that could also impact your gut health, correct? Yeah. And that's early days of research as well. But your microbiome has a circadian rhythm, like a body clock and disturbed sleep can affect its rhythm. So in just two days of sleep deprivation, it can impact your microbiome. So lack of quality sleep or lack of hours of sleep um, would affect your microbiome. And think, I think vice versa, if you have if your poor di- microbiome diversity, it can affect your sleep. Um, but this is just being discovered. Something else that's really intriguing is that lack of sleep can affect your appetite. And this is probably via the microbiome as well. So we, it's been shown that if you have a poor sleep, that you are likely to want to eat more calories the next day, up to what is equivalent of approximately 200 calories. And you're kind of craving the higher fat, lower protein foods as well. So sleep is really the backbone of health. And sleep hygiene is another buzzword yeah. to be bandied out there. And um, people kind of are curious as to know well, what does that mean as well? Yeah. But it really refers to good quality sleep and getting enough sleep, yeah. so somewhere between seven and nine hours is optimal. And there's lots of different tips, simple things that you can do to improve your sleep. But trying to go to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time in around one hour uh, pre or post that is a, is a good thing to start with and not not to be on your phone all night. Uh, it's funny, yeah, I suppose it really is. We always encourage people to kind of find their, you know, their nighttime rituals. So it's turning off devices or, you know, leaving your phone outside the bedroom. Like I am so, I'm guilty, of, like, I'm guilty of it. You know, it's the last thing that I see before I go to bed and I use it as my alarm. So that's kind of my excuse. But like, I just need to buy an alarm clock. It's hard not to scroll. So if people are interested in reaching out to you, so how can they make contact or how can they find you? So you can self-refer to my clinic. I'm on Instagram, um, Gut Health um, Clinic Blackrock. Lorraine Cooney is my name. You can just search on Instagram. Find the Gut Health Clinic online. It's on the website. Um, And if you want an appointment virtually, I can arrange that or I can see you in person. Okay, amazing. And Lorraine, thank you so much. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you, I really enjoyed that. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in. To hear the full show, go to circleoflight.ie or wherever you get your podcasts. To celebrate our brand new series, The Natural Health Revolution, together with our sponsor, Circle of Light, would like to give you, the listener, the chance to win a hamper full of Circle of Light health drinks worth €120. The prize will include Circle of Light's unique green coffee range with all the natural benefits of the unroasted green coffee bean, which is a tasty and healthy alternative to your regular roasted coffee for natural support of your heart and skin health. Also included is Fibre 89, a soluble fibre you can take as a warm drink or even sprinkle on snacks to help you increase your daily fibre intake and keep your gut in balance. And for those of us who find it hard to power down at the end of a long day, you will also win Triple Z, a natural herbal night drink with added vitamins and fibre. To be in with a chance to win, simply go to circleoflight.ie forward slash competition. Terms and conditions apply. Winners will be published on the Circle of Light website and notified individually. The Natural Health Revolution, brought to you by Circle of Light. Available at all good supermarkets, pharmacies and health food stores. Or visit us at circleoflight.ie. 11 to 1 on LMFM. We're going to be talking to an Ashburn girl, Claire Toomey. And you might recall, we chatted to Claire quite a bit on the show, actually, when COVID first hit. And she was struck down with what is known as now as long COVID. And we had regular updates with her initially in the first kind of year of of COVID. And tomorrow we're going to be checking back in with her. And just to give you an idea of Claire's life now. Um, We've been trying to arrange this interview for the last kind of, well, 
the last couple of weeks and then even before that as well we were trying to arrange interviews um, because Claire can get struck down with different illnesses and um, she has a very difficult life and um, she has set up uh, the long uh, COVID kind of um, uh, survivors or sufferers group as well and uh, we're going to chat to her all about sort of life now and you know this idea of society opening up and how she feels about it and life going forward and you know is there enough being done for people who are suffering from long COVID and what is you know like it was ranging from the loss of taste and smell to just kind of being exhausted all of the time from doing smaller tasks Claire had to scale back on her work for ages as well because it just was not compatible with trying to kind of hold down a full-time job so we're going to catch up with her on on tomorrow's show and I'm really interested uh, to hear about what she has to say about a study as well there's a long covid study that has uh, previously it found previously undetective uh, abnormalities in the lungs so there's there is a bit of research being done into this so how she feels about all of this going forward and what life is like for her we're going to be chatting to her on tomorrow's show getting back to today and I have a number of jobs here on my job search for you today Mead County Council requires a graduate engineer to apply, check out current vacancies on the Mead County Council website. Flexible light maintenance, caretaking and cleaning are seeking part-time employees in Drogheda. To apply, you can simply email a short CV to flmcjobs at gmail.com. McBride & Co. requires a trainee manager for one of their clients engaged in the construction industry based in the northeast. You can apply by sending your CV to info at mcbrideandco.ie. Required experienced bricklayers, labourer in the layout area, contact jamesmal007 at gmail.com. Mead County Council are recruiting a health and safety executive to apply check out current vacancies on their website. Draw to hire in sales requires the following vacancies a rigid truck driver, machinery checker, hire controller, HGV driver and sales executive. Full details can be found on the career section on their website drawhatahire.com. The drop-in Kalan Shercock Cavan requires an experienced full-time or part-time restaurant supervisor and a kitchen assistant to work weekends. You can email your CV to the drop-in Kalan at outlook.ie or you can check them out on Facebook as well. Machine operator for shift work required in trim. Send your CV to jobapplicationstrim at gmail.com. Nav and travel requires an experienced travel consultant. You can send your CV to martin.skelly at navantravel.ie or visit travalue.ie for more uh, details. And also the Bees Knees Hair Salon Kells requires a full part-time qualified senior hairstylist. Uh, please contact thebeesneesalon at gmail.com. And don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found in our local job section on lmfm.ie that is our lot on the show for today thank you so much for your company i leave you with kenny loggins have a great day 11 to 1 on lmfm cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com